Oh, sorry. Didn't hear you come in. But now that we got you, why don't you settle in and let us take a crack at all your hardest questions? Word of warning, no advice during this podcast should be followed. Well then, pitter-patter. It's been a long fucking year, I'm staying sober now. I can deal with the stress I get from going out. Going out. Then you call up my phone, you want a night out. No, I want to say no, but you're outside my house. Tanner, giving birth to babies on a moon doesn't just make them superhuman. You understand that, right? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, welcome to Mid Best Mid Worst. We're an advice show where we take uh, the internet's best and worst questions and we churn out some Midwestern advice. I'm Shane Spiker, and this week I am not prepared. And I'm Tanner. Not to get political, but the air fryer is the most underrated cooking apparatus. That's true. I'd say the pressure cooker, but we can get into that later. Uh, So, yeah, this is our fourth episode. It's our month episode, and uh, we brought a little treat, a little snack for you guys. And that snack is uh, my much, much older brother, who is going to be joining us right now. Hello. Hello. It's good to be on here. Um, I probably don't fit into the demographic, but I'll be will. I'm more than willing to try. Um, Seth, Seth, I I brought you on mostly. I want to just hear how proud of me you are, <laughs> and what an accomplishment I, I I am to the family because I have four episodes of a podcast. If you could, um, if you could maybe enlighten everyone on that. I mean, not sure. I mean, you're 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 a gem. You're the gem of our family, but mm-hmm. basically because everyone yes. thought you'd fail, and you didn't. <laughs> shit this, this is lighthearted and that struck a little too close to home so <laughs> yeah how's everyone's week been it's been another crazy week everyone's still on lockdown i hope everyone's staying safe um what have you guys been up to i am an essential worker so nothing has changed for me you know except been the working... kids at home and how's that been yeah. with uh trying to do everything at home too impossible um between (laughs) anna and i both she's lucky she gets to work from home uh way more than i do Uh, i i'm in the office constantly so she works for four hours in the morning i go to the office she schools the kids i get home she goes back to work so we don't see each other i think that you're not the only people in that boat i know it's been kind of crazy uh you know i also have a son that's been home this whole time and i've just been forcing him to do my work with me so you know, modern problems require modern solutions this is the way i look at it so that is fair you know what though that 1200 dollars sure made it all worth it <laughs> everything's better now i have a boat now so with oh. the 1200 bucks like so so of course with being married we got 2400 dollars. we got a brand new boat it's been great. We've been canoeing. So we have like a little pond out back. We got a little canoe and we're just canoeing out with like the little fountain out back. It's been great. We're living the dream inside the apartment. I for real can't tell if you're joking. <laughs> I can't tell if you bought a boat or not. A canoe. And no one listening ever will. You decide. <laughs> Rough. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, Okay, so like we always do, uh, 
we're not going to stray. We're, we're going to walk the same beaten path that we always have, and we're going to take the internet's best and worst questions. You boys ready for uh, our first question today? Absolutely. Okay. So we got this one straight off of Reddit, and it says, what to wear on the second date? So I love old school preppy style of clothing, and I'm uncertain about what to wear on a date this weekend. I have a few outfits in mind, but need some advice. Well, I say uh, you're right on with the old school preppy. Like, are we talking like 1990s clueless preppy? Is it, it, If that's the case, then yes, you just stick with that. You never have to wear anything else. I guess, yeah, right. There, there has to be so. There has to be. You have to define that preppiness. So I, I, I feel like when I was at my prime preppy, I was wearing a plaid shirt with a, with a necktie, and then ripped jeans. I had to balance out my preppy. I couldn't be too preppy. I had to be like a punk preppy. So like, you have to have your own brand of preppy, in my opinion. Like, it's a second date. You have to let yourself express yourself a little bit. The first time. The first date, you're there to dress to impress. The second, you have to be able to let your personality out a little bit. So how do you, so how do you dress for that second occasion where you're able to ease into it a bit? I, I say that um, you you see if she really does deserve you at your worst. The first date, you're right. You dress to impress. The <laughs> second date, you come dressed as a homeless man and you say, this is me. <laughs> do you still want to touch lips later? <laughs> And maybe she will. Maybe she will. Seth, you were from the nineties. <laughs> Tell us about <laughs> Tell us about the nineties. Tell us about nineties uh nineties dating. Well, I mean, I I was um a super nerd and a virgin all through the nineties, so I'm probably not the best person to ask. <laughs> well, did you ever consider wearing preppy old school preppy clothing on your dates? Well, there was a stint at, as your brother. There was a stint where you did dress kind of like a vampire. I did. And I remember it very. <laughs> what did that entail? How does a vampire attire? How does that? How, what's that entail? I, it was like a lot of pirate shirts and trench coats. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but we're just throwing it all out there right now. Just getting it out there. <laughs> and here's the weird thing about Seth. Um, I remember Seth being much taller, thinner, and way more pale than what he has ever been in his whole life. You were skinny. You were skinny. But in my head, like, when I was growing up, because there's a seven-year age difference between us, uh, you you were in my head, like, six foot three and just, uh, just pale. I was a vampire. Like, you had never seen the... You were a vampire. Yeah. And now, and now that I am, I've grown into my adult boy body. <laughs> you are not six foot not three. Nowhere near six <laughs> foot eight. Yeah, I, I do. So. I do remember Seth being very ominous growing up, and now like just kind of being on this call, it's like, oh, it's Seth. He's so sweet. He, he's always been very sweet, but like, was uh, Seth I, I always ominous? Okay. Was he just always floating in the background? <laughs> like, yeah, by like by like three inches. Like Seth was always levitating to me. He was just very skinny, <laughs> levitating. He's just like. <laughs> there was a time. <laughs> well, I suppose we can tie this into things that you shouldn't bring with or do on your first date. There was a time where Seth had a trench coat on and chased me through the house with a sword. That did happen. Knocked, and, <laughs> and knocked himself out with the handle of it. <laughs> it stuck, in, it so, stuck into the, the, the door frame. 
and yeah, the door frame and you knocked yourself out. So if you're looking for uh, things that you can wear on your second date, avoid bringing swords uh, <laughs> for fear that you will knock yourself out walking through any door. <laughs> maybe, maybe don't bring that. Uh, see, my high school era, I was super into uh, kickwear and Jinko jeans. In fact, my favorite outfit I had, uh, and it's the only outfit I really remember me actively putting together, and to this day, I won't understand why, is I had these very uh, loud red kickwears that were about, I don't know, 50 inches each pant leg around, and I would wear a blue Pepsi sweatshirt that I took from my mom. <laughs> so I was kind of uh, the walking embe like embodiment of the Pepsi man for a little while, and don't wear that. I can tell you right now, it did me no favors. In fact, there's a lot of things I wore in high school that didn't do me any favors. And I remember thinking like, man, people are stupid. They only buy like nice looking jeans. And now I'm like, why would I ever think that? Why wouldn't I just buy nice looking jeans and wear like a normal t-shirt? <laughs> Was it, wasn't an option back then. Tanner, you had a bit of a weird style. Did it ever uh, hinder your dating? Um, I was so awkward. I don't think it. I don't think anything could hinder my dating other than myself. I wore my black hair, which had like that little emo swoosh thing going on, and band yes. tees, and then ripped jeans. And like, it doesn't matter if it was our first date or or our one hundredth date. I was still wearing a band tee with some ripped jeans and my weird, weird hair. Yeah, I think uh, find someone that. Uh... Is it fair to say that you want to find someone that maybe has similar style as you? It, to, if it's not similar, it has to be complementary. Like you can have, yeah. like, it, it, like it, it, it can be the same or it can be complementary. It can't be conflicting. Like if someone's wearing, like, if, if someone's being like all hoity-toity wearing like some Louis Vuitton purse and some like, know mini skirt and stuff like that wearing a band tee and some ripped jeans probably aren't going to mix very well with that date so like like you, you kind of have to find some some middle ground in like complementary areas i think what you're trying to say is like the this is going to be incredibly sexist towards men which i don't know if you can be so here we go uh the men has to be the the neutral always right like, the woman can wear, you know, things that are maybe a little bit more um, explorative, mm -hmm. like, in in stylish, in stylistic terms. Uh, but, like, the men just have – it's, like, jeans and a sweater, right? Yeah. You, that, like, you can't really fuck up and, with that. And that's what I've become. Like, I, like, it's funny. After I became married, I am now ready for dating, which I won't do or – like shouldn't be doing but like i wear very like plain shorts and like look at i'm wearing a v-neck it's plain there's nothing here like i became like the perfect date after i got married I, I, in fact we're all all three of us have chosen the v-neck style today which i which i appreciate here, hold on. Um, well that's, that's what you do is you become married and then you figure out how to date and then after that it's just like well there we go <laughs> there it is. There it is. The V-neck, the third V-neck. <laughs> oh my god. Just deep V's for days up in here. <laughs> yeah, uh wear something um neutral. You know, don't you don't want to dress over the top. Unless you're a Oh man, what what are those called? Uh they're, they're people there there's a word for it. Um and it used to be an insult. 
but it's an actual it's an actual stylistic choice for um, men and women. Um, oh boy, this is gonna drive me insane, and I'm I'm not gonna be able to think of it. Uh, it is a it, they always dress like to the nines, right? Like the 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 neck scarf, the pocket square, you mean like metro. Um, not metro. Metro's not the word I'm looking for. Because um, metro has such a, a a a wide degree. You could be in a suit or just like in some real dope affliction stuff. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, dope affliction tees. <laughs> oh. With frosted tips. Uh, That's... Yeah, uh, it, it, anyways, it, there, there's a style for it, and, and I think it's a bit over the top, unless, unless that, that is the type of person you're trying to attract. You know, peacock. You're, you're peacocking it, yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, so, yeah, just tone it down a little bit. Um, let your personality shine through. You'll be fine. Good luck on that second day. Absolutely. Hey, Tanner, hit us with a second question. <laughs> um, might be a bit of a rough one, but hey... What should I know before buying a cactus? But not for sexual purposes. I want to buy a cactus for my new home. What should I know before buying it? Again, not for sexual purposes. <laughs> if you if you if you have to iterate twice that you're not using that cactus to put up your ass, you are putting, you're putting it up your ass. No, it is. It's, that's the first thing you're doing, which I don't understand like Yikes. <laughs> well, you don't want there to be that sexual tension between you and the cactus. Well, you know, the, you want to... the first thing you need to make sure is if you're serious about this and you want a cactus and you don't want it for sexual purposes, you have to make sure the cactus that you buy, you're not attracted to it. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be lying if I'd been, if I'd say, it, you know, you're standing out in Walmart looking at the flowers, it's springtime and... You look over and what's that? A bunch of tasty-looking succulents over there, giving the giving you the old up and down. <laughs> You're tempted to take one of those bad boys home with you. D- don't put it up your butt, dude. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> but uh, I mean, what else? Outside, what else does outside it... of shoving a, shoving a cactus up your ass, I feel like there is some substance to this, in that. When you buy a cactus, you have to know it's low maintenance, which might be a good thing to also keep in mind if you're sho- shoving something up your ass. But that's beside the point. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, what what type of prep work do you need to do in your house to to facilitate a cactus? Like, it takes, isn't it it takes just little buy water. it and kind of throw it somewhere. Right, it takes a little water, a little bit of dirt. Give her hell. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, okay, maybe don't live in a rainforest. If your house is a natural rainforest, that cactus isn't going to thrive there. So, um, you're going to want a humidifier? No, dehumidifier. Yeah. You want less yeah, humidity. Yeah. Less humidity. <laughs> um, that's about it. I mean, I think you're overthinking this one. Get your cactus and go. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you're missing the point, it, though. They're really emphasizing the fact that it's not for sexual reasons. So, I mean... <laughs> Uh, that <laughs> what else consult could, a doctor. What else can you do with the cactus? The, I mean, <laughs> is is you can't ever you can't preface anything 
with this isn't for sexual purposes. Like if someone's like, hey, I'm going to go buy ketchup. Do you have a good brand? By the way, this isn't for sexual purposes. I'm going to be like, well, it is 100% for sexual purposes. And of course you have to get Heinz. No other knockoff brand of ketchup is going to do what you want in the bedroom. So I can't. You know, I'm not breaking news here. Right. So I can't find the right amount of meat that I need to grab at the grocery store, but not for sexual purposes. It's like, of course it is. Not only is it for sexual purposes, but you're getting kielbasa sausage, my boy. I know you are. I'd say about three links is going to do you. Make sure it's natural yeah, casing, of se- though. Yeah, natural yes. casing, of course. <clears throat> All organic. You don't want any GMOs up in there. You know, speaking of sexual purposes, uh, let me tell you this question. I know my dad heard me watching porn, and I know what he's. I know he's gonna say something. I don't want to do this conversation because I'm so embarrassed. I feel bad. Can someone please help calm me down and give me some advice? It was earlier in the morning, and I was in the bathroom, masturbating, watching porn. All of a sudden, I heard a knock on the door, and my dad told me to hurry up. He needed to get in there. He definitely heard me, and gave me a funny look when I came out. I'm just freaked out. What's he gonna say? I know he's gonna. I know he's gonna say something. It's his personality. I just don't want to be super embarrassed. Can someone please help me and tell me what you think he's going to say to me? <clears throat> yeah, go on the offensive. You talk to him before he talks to you. Eye contact. The whole time. <laughs> you need to grab this bull by the horns, and and you need to just dead face him. And come out and go, yeah, I, I was jerking off to porn. And uh, in case you haven't heard, Dad, Pornhub is offering free membership during the COVID crisis. <laughs> so if you haven't subscribed, I recommend you maybe getting on that. Maybe ask him what his favorite porn is. Turn it into a bonding moment. Might be going Just... a little bit far with that. I might with Shane on this one. I mean, like... What you do is like, oh, have you seen that one before? You just you keep it on your phone, like, hey, did you see that one? It's great. Like, send it to him in a like, like in a text message, like, oh, did you hear what? Did you hear what you like? Like, here you go. Papa, 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 tell me, tell me of your favorite porn, papa, please. It's gonna start getting weird though, because then you you dig that hole and you can't get out, and then you're you're going to learn where you got your fetishes from. Oh my god. Mm. Yeah, you don't want to go down. <clears throat> you know what? I'm recanting. I'm turning coat real quick on this. You're right. You don't want to go down this road at all. In fact, I would say if if you're writing this question and you're in your bathroom still right now, leave through the window. <laughs> go start a new family. Go find a new family and never come back. You can also be like, it was, it was an animal video. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't porn. It was just, there. I was watching a nature video while I was taking a number two. Like, everything's fine. Like, what you heard was just some weird grunting of nature. Like, it had nothing to do with that. Father, you're a pervert. How dare you think of animals that way? I was watching Steve Buscemi fuck. That's what I was doing. (laughs) I think by saying that you're watching Steve Buscemi fuck, he's not going to be so mad as he is curious. (laughs) And and it's going to derail the whole conversation. Use a different bathroom. Poop at the store from now on. Also, be mindful. If if you're a young 
a young man that's and we were all there we were all young men once that lived in households with other people you gotta have better timing you know you this is where you learn self-control in life you don't do it you don't do it during prime bathroom hours and you don't use the bathroom for it. Why are you not using headphones too? Like, why is there noise allowed? Like, why do you not have headphones? Like, there, there's head. There, like, everyone has earbuds or some sort of like apparatus to like to, to not have them allowed. Like, there's no reason for your father to hear this. Like, put some headphones on. Put some earbuds in. Like, this is ridiculous. This does not need to be even a thing. And also, then, if he just walks in on you, you can just turn and go, I really love this new joiner, Lucas B. And just keep going. <laughs> just... I'm practicing my four-timing. <laughs> That's all this is. It's rough. I feel bad for you. I've never been in your position before. So, you know, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Take it on the chin, I guess. So to speak. Just make light of it. That sounded horrible. Yeah. Don't take it on, your, on the yeah, chin from okay, yourself. Wait. Yeah, don't, uh, maybe don't take it on the chin. <laughs> ha- have some humility. And also, you can't be sure that you're... Listen, I'm a father. Seth, you're a father. Tanner, you've been around kids. No one wants to have this conversation no. with a younger person. Like, no dad does. Like, In fact, I would argue... And say that he will probably avoid this conversation until until past his deathbed. I don't think he's 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 excited to get into the ins and outs of this with you. Yeah, so well, yeah, let it, you're probably okay. Let, let it simmer. Let it simmer for a couple of weeks. Doesn't it go away? Like after a while, just life goes on and nothing nothing ever happened, right? You just kind of ignore it and it goes on. I don't know, man. I think I'm the kind of dad that I'm going to go the Chris Farley road when I catch my kids wanking it. I'm going to call him Spanky, and I'm going to be every name I can come up oh. with. I, I thought you meant you were going to start doing coke and heroin. <laughs> <laughs> just drop over dead. That's a, that's a way out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Hey, Tanner, hit us with the next question. All right. How do I hand in my two weeks' notice? I'm just about ready to leave my job, but I've never had to do, but I've never had to before. So I wanted to know how exactly how to do it. I understand you have to write a letter and everything, but do I just give it to my boss and say it's two weeks notice or do I tell him beforehand and then give him the paper of me leaving the workplace? I think this depends on whether you like your boss or not. Mm -hmm. Are you leaving your job because you don't, I, I mean, obviously you found something better. But if you like your job, then do the boring thing and just, you know, be respectful, hand it in. If you don't like your job, that's where the doors open up and you can have some fun with this. (laughs) And make it into a clue package where he has to do a meticulous search solving riddles to find where you put your two weeks notice. And if if you do this right... It will take him two weeks to find the notice, <laughs> and then you'll be gone and not have to deal with the repercussions of it. So <laughs> that's how I would quit a job: a series of clues and packages. Well, I mean, if you if you know you're leaving, and you don't really like your boss, and you're not really big into your job, and you don't really care, it's a burner. I mean, I would push the envelope, see how much you can get away with before you get fired. 
I think most people, maybe most people don't do that. Maybe most <laughs> most people's me. Maybe I did that <laughs> in my past. Well, it, it's got to be weird, you know, having from the boss's side, like, I think when someone hands in a two weeks notice, you pretty much are counting on them not doing shit for two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it is, like you're basically in kindergarten again where like every other hour is like nap time and you know time to go outside for recess and you get to handle your work week that way but i've never put in a two weeks notice i don't think maybe i have i don't know i had a lot of jobs before i started the career i've been in now for several years but i i'm i'm truly trying to think of whether i ever actually put in a full two weeks notice or not most of the time my leaving a job has always been heated from one side or the other it's been it's been a tempered conversation with not a whole lot of wiggle rooms for weeks left to work it was pretty <laughs> decisive and immediate <laughs> so, occasionally involving police presence yeah a lot of escorting out of a building so. <laughs> uh up it give them six months notice <laughs> and, and then, Oh, I plan on leaving. Just, I plan on leaving you in a while. Not sure what the plan is, but I'm the shit out of here. That's for sure. I, I, I'm definitely leaving. That's how I actually do all my interviews. I'm like, they're like, okay, we'd like to bring you on. I'm like, okay, and I'd like to give you a not specific resignation letter. Just to give you a heads up, I, I, I'm going to be out in about six weeks. So, um, thank you for the job. I'm also simultaneously, as I'm signing the documents to start this job. I would also like to give you my six months notice. What's going to happen? Can we go ahead and get the exit <laughs> interview done today? I like efficiency. If there's one thing about me, it's efficiency. So let's go ahead. Let's get me hired on today. Let's get me fired here in about six months. Let's go for it. <laughs> maybe, maybe go in and ask your boss to uh, re-interview you. And when he gets to the question of where do you see yourself in five years, you go, not here. (laughs) And also I'm quitting in two weeks. (laughs) And then it's kind of fun for him. Exactly. Like it's, so what's your one year, five year, 10 year plan? Well, in one year, I I plan on being two jobs from here by now. I plan on adding about three more pages right, to this like, resume. <laughs> what, I, what I'm gonna do? <laughs> uh, oh no! Have, have either of you put in a two weeks notice, like a real formal two weeks notice? I, I did with my last uh, my last position. How was it? How was the interaction? Give me the beat. So, well, I worked kind of remotely. Um, my home office was in Novi, Michigan, but I worked out in Kentucky. Um, Sure. And so it was an email resignation, and I sent, it was actually three weeks, uh, just enough time to mm-hmm. train my replacement so they knew what I was doing, and everyone in the uh, central office just stopped talking to me. <laughs> they, they cut you from the back. They did. Which is probably, tr- yeah, which is probably true. So that's a, okay, I think we can all agree, uh, if you work at McDonald's, And again, nothing wrong with fast food work, but if you work at McDonald's and like you're flipping burgers or pulling fries or, you know, mopping the floor, you don't have to give a two weeks notice. You just walk out. You don't. They probably won't even realize if you don't say anything, you'll probably still like maybe get a paycheck or two. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, that, that's true. And also, I think it'd be weird, like, to be the manager of, like, a Burger King and have an employee come up and be like, I'm going to give you a two weeks notice. I'd be like, why? <laughs> like, I don't... Let's get out of here. <laughs> like, are you planning on coming back? Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Just dip. <laughs> but, yeah, I agree. If you hold a position to where... I, I think, if anything, we're proving in this economy that, um, you know, there are people with integral positions that, you know, would take some time to train other people. At that point, yeah, I agree. You shouldn't just dip. That's a rough thing. Like, in your position, Seth, like, w- with what you were doing, like, it does take a, some training period. And you can really hurt a company. And it's not the best thing to do to, like, especially if you're not moving careers. Right. If you're going to be working in the same field, like you want that resonation or you want to, you want that um, recommendation from that previous company. So uh, maybe, maybe don't shit the bed on that one and, and just like up and bounce, but it don't make it awkward. That's why I'd say they're not going to be mad. Here's the thing. Companies don't care about you. Any of them. <laughs> they don't. It's so true. If unless you're the CEO or CFO or like a board or chairman or something like that, um, they just simply don't care that they, they you're gonna hand it to him and he's gonna be like okay, and then that's gonna be your whole interaction. They're not gonna like it's not like you're divorcing your husband or wife or anything like that. Like you don't have to do counseling because of it. <laughs> Your your manager Rob's not going to be sitting in a therapist's office three months later going I just don't get why he left. <laughs> you know, I thought I thought we were doing so well and you know, our communication was good and I just he I just couldn't satisfy him in in the way that he wanted to be satisfied. So <laughs> it's not gonna happen. He's gonna forget that you. In fact, I would go the opposite and say he's gonna forget that you're quitting by the time you quit. And it'll be like two days before when you're like, okay, this is the end of my week. And he's going to be like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> that letter you gave me? I thought you were joking. No. Yeah, you're fine. It's okay. <laughs> you want another question? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, you want another Yeah, you want another question. Uh, this one, <laughs> short, sweet, to the point. Scratching your butthole safe. I don't do it often or hard, but I'm always kind of scared of hurting myself. It begs the question, to go with why, it. why, 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 is that, is that what everyone else is thinking? It's like, why is your butthole so, like, why is it so itchy that you have to scratch it so much? And why are you scratching it so much that it's an issue to, to the point where, where it might be like a health, like, issue? You gotta be careful down there, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's I, a sensitive yeah, area. We're, we're being hit with questions this week that I just, I'm so far out of my element on, like, I, I agree. Like, why? What? I, I okay. I'm gonna say this, and I'm fucking gonna offend someone, and it, it is what it is. But like, who just has an asshole that itchy all the time? Like, I get maybe maybe like a little scratchy here and there. Like, you you had a long day, or, or you're working hard and you're building up some sweat or something like that. But I've never been so worried that it itched so much that I was going to tear my anus open <laughs> to be fair and to be possibly okay. the weird person i might have wait hold on hold on what are you about to say I what may, are you about I to say or may not have been, <laughs> i may or may not have been in the position where 
I was afraid I was gonna itch myself a little. This isn't my question, by the way. <laughs> okay, because you're part of the show, you can't you can't submit your own questions that you put on Reddit. It's not, it's not my question, but I've had time okay. where I'm like, man, it is so itchy back there. Like, what else do I do other than grab some toilet paper and go two knuckles deep? <laughs> honey, honey. <laughs> Get the wire brush. It's not. It's not stopping. Get the. Oh. Uh, get, you have to get like the. Uh, what is it called? The the uh, steel wool. Get the steel wool. We have to like rub. We have to rub this Brillo. to stop scratching it real hard. Brillo, Brillo, Brillo pad. Yes. Brillo pad. Yes. Nah, we're gonna need. We're gonna need a twenty bit like sand pad on this one. I may or may not have get out the sander on occasion. Rub my ass across the carpet like a dog because it itched so bad. Don't penetrate. <laughs> I would say that. That's a fair. That's if you a don't penetrate, yep. yeah. If you don't penetrate, you're probably not gonna hurt yourself. Uh, clip your fing- fingernails. You know, keep them you short. Any jagged fingernails? Yeah. yeah file them. Um, Do some filing. Or take a fucking shower. <laughs> like, just shower and clean. You'll be. <laughs> that's. Well, if this is like through the it course of the me. day, I mean, they make wipes for that. Yeah, and th- that's a great point too. Is this every day? Is it like every hour, or is it just once in a while? Like my issue happens once every you know few months. I might eat some spicy food, have some irritation back there. That's one thing. But this is a daily basis. Then you have some issues that 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 really need to Cons- be addressed. Con- consult a doctor, <laughs> like an ass doctor, a rectal doctor. doctor. That's all we can give you for advice. I don't know what else to say. There's not. I mean, you shouldn't inflict the beehole harm to yourself. Like you just shouldn't do it. It's it's a bad road to go down, and I mean that literally and figuratively. I just I really want to know what's causing it to itch so much. This is this is going to be my. <laughs> I'm not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> Have. Have you wronged someone in your recent past that has access to a bunch of, like, talcum itching powder that they're, like, filling your, your your undergarments with? Could we be working with that type of scenario? Maybe this is someone – maybe you're being uh, – someone's being malicious towards you. If it's this frequent, someone is being malicious towards you. <laughs> I'll, I'll just say it. You've wronged someone and you need to write that – you need to write those past. And maybe just start apologizing person by person until it quits itching. <laughs> like, like, a, like a voodoo doll. <laughs> like, yes, like a voodoo doll. <laughs> Eventually you'll apologize to the right person and, and they'll put their itching powder away and you'll, you'll be safe for another day. <laughs> hey, what's your stance on peeing in the shower? There's nothing to add to that. That's what just it is. the whole question. Just an open question. Just an open question from the internet. Your stance on peeing in the shower. Is it okay? I'm taking the bold stance and just saying, yeah, go for it. It saved water. I can't remember how many, like, there, there was a study on how many gallons of water it saves. Like, when you wake up in the morning, if you go to the toilet and flush versus just going to the shower, you're saving the world really peeing in the shower. Now, the question is, if you're showering with someone, is it okay to sh- still pee in the shower? When you're showering with, with like a significant other, like does that start cu- crossing boundaries? You'll find an okay? awful uh, lot out <laughs> about your partner. 
And also, it depends on what direction you're standing. Being in the shower, preferably ass to ass. Yeah. Um, well, and also, I feel like a lot of people. You both were so quick to say yes, pee in the shower. My question is: is at what point of the shower, if you go through all the hassle of cleaning your body from tip to top? From bottom, from butts to nuts and toes to head. <laughs> and then you pee in the shower and you just like, or let that run back over your feet? Like, no, absolutely not. No, 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 no. You can't walk around well, with like pee. Jane, you're not a girl. You don't have to pee on your feet. You're going to pee somewhere. You, you, yeah, but you, you, don't, you don't have to pee on your feet, though. Like, yeah, you can. Oh, you're. Yeah, just like, just okay. like regular peeing, you can, you know, you can grab a hold and aim it, if you will. Go clear to the back okay. end of your shower and see if you can get it in the hole. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. I'm like, if you're standing at the drain like you would a toilet and you're just aiming down, you're going to sit there and tell me straight-faced in this webcam chat of ours that you're not getting blowback on that? You're not getting some, <laughs> some pee particles splashing back on you? That's insane. Now, I like the idea of standing how far away in the back of the shower can you stand and pee in the drain? Now, that's a fun game. Do you have kids? Hold on where I'm going with this, because you're about to get real judgy. I'm not... You, you can't do it if you have other... Also, okay, no. You can't... If you're a single person and you live by yourself and it's your stuff in the shower, pee in the shower. But the second you have family members that have, like, kids' toys in the shower, or you have, like, someone else's, like, shampoo or bar of soap in there... I don't think it's – you can't just pee. You can't. Well, you can as long as you're not peeing on those items. You don't have to pee on, like, a bar of soap that's in the back of the shower if you're peeing forward. What? You don't have to. But what if your kids <laughs> – what if your kids are so horrible that that is the only way that you can satisfy your vengeance? Well, first I'd like to say that the internet is forever sad. <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> maybe keep that in mind. <laughs> And also, like, okay, <laughs> I guess, like, if, if that's your thing of like, like, oh, you wouldn't eat supper tonight, huh? Well, guess <laughs> guess whose little rubber ducky's getting pissed on that, I guess. <laughs> it, it seems to be a real weird fucking take to do, but... Power move. <laughs> yeah, that's a power play. We've come no closer to solving this issue <laughs> of whether I really thought that we were going to lay this this great uh, time tested question of the internet to bed today, but I I think it's there's too there's too many variables for a question like this to be answered. Um, if you're by yourself again, if you're a single person, let it go. That's your that's your your secret shame spot that you can you can do whatever you want in. If there's someone adjoining you in the shower. That's that's right. You're gonna find out a lot about that person real quick of what they're into and what boundaries they have. Yeah, it's bucket pee in the shower. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's all going to the same spot. Hey Tanner, you wanna hit us with another question? Alright. Should my wife have any say on how I handle spiders? No, this is a bit of a long one, so stay with me. I'm a married man. A married man, too. In our house, my wife and I live downstairs, and a mother and her two kids live upstairs. It's a fairly wooded area, so we get some pretty big and nasty bugs in our house. The worst of which is being these huge, disgusting spiders. Of course, it's my job to vanquish these intruders. 
Now, I'm a man, but I'm only human. And those eight-legged freaks still scare the hell out of me, so usually I will squash them with my Swiffer. Don't worry, it's dry. Because it has a lot of surface area and reach. And it's flexible enough to go into those hard-reach nooks and crannies that spiders so desperately crave. It's really a perfect tool for the job. The problem is that I smash those suckers real hard so as to make sure they're dead. And sometimes... It can be really loud. Sometimes in the middle of the night, I see no problem with this because any upstairs neighbors are always loud, whereas my wife and I always try to be considerate of our volume. I think they can deal with the occasional thud, a belief which is reaffirmed for me because we have yet to hear a complaint. My wife, however, seems to disagree. She tells me I can't smash them so hard because it's too loud, yet she refuses, them, she refuses to kill them herself. So my question is, should my wife get any goddamn say in how I kill my spiders? I'm pretty sure I know the answer. Just need someone else's input. So they're on the so so just to recap, these there's a couple that has spiders on the let's say the first floor of an apartment and they're smashing spiders. And and the man in this scenario is worried about the upstairs people where the or, or sorry, the wife is worried about the upstairs people hearing the loud noises. Yeah, that that sounds right. It my issue isn't so much you disrupting your neighbors, but instead um, an initiative I've taken, which is eradicate the world of spiders. Because I don't trust them. They're too quiet. They're too small, and I don't like that. I one time read that an average human eats anywhere from three to seven spiders a year in their sleep. So fucking hate that. Uh, so yeah, I would say it's even appropriate if you have a like a good I don't know. Let's say like a Glock handgun. <laughs> uh, feel free to f- shoot shoot at the ceiling to kill the spider. It's all fair game. They're they're God's mistakes. <laughs> That's what they are. <laughs> now I'm waiting for one of you to disagree with me so I can get real heated about. Have you lived in an apartment? Of, of Jane, have you lived in an apartment before? Uh, no. Have I? No, I haven't. Um, I've lived in rented areas, and uh, I did spend a little bit of time like in like an adjoined, almost like condo-ish style yeah. house, like where it's like two houses right next to each other, but not not technically an apartment. I feel like there is somewhat of a point to make here because I'm I'm the type of person who's very conscientious of how much noise we're making. Like, eat, like I try, like I literally tiptoe, like throughout my apartment all the time. So right now, in the apartment that we live, I'm on the second floor. And I try to tiptoe. So if I were to try to kill spiders, even on the first floor, I'd still be conscientious of the amount of noise I'm making. There's ways to kill spiders without making a egregious amount of noise. Oh, that's a fair point, Tanner. Um, I guess my question is, would, would you apologize to your neighbors if uh, a burglar broke into your house and was threatening to kill you? Would you feel bad that you made a little bit of noise or ruckus <laughs> in that scenario? Because they're the same thing. It's an unwanted, hellish mistake that has come into your life. Well, it, I don't apologize. I, I don't. Know, I don't like, apologize for poltergeists. Yeah, but like, I would have to make some huge like movements to take down a burglar. Like, I might have to do a body slam. I might have to hit him with a broom. I might have to do a lot of things. But with a spider, I can very gently grab a paper towel. Just do a gentle smoosh. He did call them 
huge, disgusting spiders. So we could be talking about a three-foot-tall spider here. I mean, <laughs> the size of a small dog, I'm assuming, is what he's referring to. No, you don't have to apologize for killing spiders, I, for disrupting anyone I, in that case. <clears throat> if your neighbors have a problem with it, set up in a deal where they uh, come into your house and they kill all the spiders for you. And they're just always on call. I, I think that maybe you handle it that way. You shouldn't have to apologize for this. If you're fighting you know, with your significant other and you're being loud, yes, you, you need to be mindful of your, of your neighbors. It's being respectful. But when it's a life-threatening situation such as this, uh, I, I don't think that you have much room to be worried about. I say you continue to smash them and you smash them hard. Um, you make sure that they there's nigh chance that they ever return to life, as spiders <laughs> often do. I guess I'm going to be that guy. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Say some real dumb shit right now. I don't kill spiders. <laughs> yeah, of course you don't. See, here's what happened to Seth. Seth used to have good moralities and a good head on his shoulders, and then he moved out to Cincinnati, where everyone is peace, love, and forgiveness, and everything special. And now he he, he champions the spiders, and I will not have it on this podcast. I do have so, so Seth, what do you do with spiders? So you so you're let's let's go back to the shower scenario. Sure. So you see a you see a, you see a spider up in the corner. Whatever type of spider, it might be a daddy long leg, it might even be a brown le- le- uh, recruit, or what, what do you do with those spiders? I let coexist or... with them. This is l- l- like an insane go. person. Yeah. You you don't even take them outside? No. You're cohabitating, yes. is what you're yes. doing. Do they not grow? Okay. Do they not, like, aren't you worried about them growing and, like... Like more spiders, like I, I just feel like they're gonna lay eggs, and now like a week later, now I'm gonna have like 78 spiders. So what in my you house. guys are missing here is the fact that more than spiders, I hate silverfish, silverfish and centipedes, and they terrify me and they make me sick to my stomach when I see them. Spiders eat them, spiders kill them, so you can't have one and the other. I would oh, much rather not. live with spiders than I would the most disgusting thing that's ever been created, which is a centipede. I I, 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 I kind of more... get that. I, I, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, I kind of get that because that's the way it is in Florida. Some people will actually, like, so we have a lot of, like, geckos and, like, little lizards uh, floating around down here. And I know people that will let them <laughs> just stay in the house because they'll eat like other insects like centipedes or actually spiders for that matter and so what you do is you allow certain animals in your house or certain like little creatures in your house because it's like it, it, it's like the better like the lesser of two evils really mm-hmm. i mean and that's exactly what it is fair enough it it seems like to me that what we have here is that Seth has been held captive by spiders and he has Stockholm Syndrome <laughs> where he actually believes that the spiders are the good people. If they're not, I don't, I couldn't even, and we're not even just talking, we're an evolved species. We can all agree on that, can't we? Yeah. We learned how to use fire and we had the industrial age where we built great structures. And then you're going to turn around and tell me that like, 
yes, I live in a modern house and I, I have a cell phone and I drive a vehicle, but I'm going to live with a bunch of goddamn spiders? That's insane. That's the most insane fucking thing I've ever heard. And <laughs> quite frankly, I don't even know what to think about you right now. It's like I'm talking to a serial killer is how I feel. Do you like every morning you get up and all your little spiders like crawl up on your shoulders and you feed them Cheerios? Like what type of relationship is this? I don't understand. I, I very rarely see them. If they're around, they're around. I don't bother them and they don't bother me. That's the problem. I don't like when I can't see them. I live in constant fear that there's a spider just within 10 feet of me. <laughs> That's a very real fear that I just always have. And it's not okay. And I am I am shocked that you would even take such a position of this. I used to not sleep for days. Um, I When I was younger, I had a little BB gun that I had in the upstairs room in my mom's house where uh, Seth and I grew up. And my senses are... Have you guys ever heard like... um? People are notice snakes extremely easily because it is a part of evolution where because they were so harmful to us, like we can notice it just much easier than we can other things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do that with spiders. Like I would wake up out of a dead sleep if there was a spider anywhere near me and I would spend hours <laughs> because I was too afraid to even smash it with a shoe or something long. I would try to shoot it with a BB gun. <laughs> <laughs> and that's... And then I'd have to go to school the next day, and my teachers would be like, wow, Shane, it doesn't look like you slept much last night. Why don't you pay attention? would be like, well, you don't understand the type of abusive situation I'm in at home, and I don't mean with my parents. I mean with all the fucking spiders that are terrorizing me at night. <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> so that's where we're going to leave it. Yeah. Uh, Tanner, you're, Seth, you're obviously the spider's biggest supporting fan. I am. Um, do you, yeah, Seth subscribes to Spider's Patreon <laughs> with a donation <laughs> amount of $5 a month to make them stronger. <laughs> Tanner, what was your position? My position is, is you can kill them, but don't make a ruckus within your uh, complex. Like, if you live in an apartment, don't be making a lot of noises. Don't Like, if you're in the first floor, don't be, like, putting a broom on the ceiling or putting your shoe on the ceiling. Like, you can take care of it, but do it in a respectful manner not to bother other humans. Hey, you know what? Just for this one time, I'm going to throw in a bonus question. Kind of last minute. With our special guest, this being our fourth episode and all. Um, this one I, I, I just pulled up. It, it came from Reddit six hours ago. And uh, I think we have uh, enough varying stature here to maybe uh, hit this one right on the head. Do, do girls like tall or short guys? Why? Do you think that there is that standard? Yeah. Do you think that... Women prefer yeah. one over oh, the yeah. other. Now you say that, but I've watched TLC where there's a show about women who are like 37 feet tall who who marry very short men. That's the problem. They're very tall, and so the opposing standard is 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 existent. They can't get tall guys, so they they settle for what they can get. Okay, Tanner, what's your hot take on this one? Um, I think the same. I think there. I, I think the status quo is that you know. That, that men tend to be the taller of them. And if there is a lady that likes short men, they like real short men. Like if you're six okay. if you're six like if you're six seven lady, you want a five four man. You know, like you want Tom Cruise. Five four man. <laughs> Tiny Tom Cruise. Um, do you think okay, I think we have to specify what do you think uh, what what are we considering tall? What's a height cutoff for, for what's tall? For for whom? For men. Tall, um, 
six foot, I feel like, is fairly... Yeah. 5'10"? Oh, I think six foot's probably the start of it. Is it? Yeah. Oh my god, in my head I was like, six foot seven? I'm like, that's where <laughs> well, you start getting tall. <laughs> I mean, no, I don't think that's it. I think you go much under six feet in women, unless they're really short themselves, they're... Okay. See, I think... Um... I think women who are into tall guys look at it kind of like a lot of people look at Disneyland, where it looks really fun from the outside, but then there's logistical problems with dating. (laughs) There's some problems. Like, it's because I've seen that. Like, you'll see, like, a a woman who's like five foot four, five foot five, dating like a six foot seven, six foot eight tall guy. And it's like, how everything's got to be like a hassle, right? At that point, like, Dancing, just even why bending don't you over just to give her a kiss. say it? We know where you're going with this. Yeah, where am I going? Yeah, with this? We know exactly yeah, you're where going. you're going with this. I that's great because I have no idea where I'm going with this yet. I haven't figured that side of it out. I'm saying that there's probably I I I don't know if it's uh, necessarily a, a a thing where women and I think women just might tend to lean more towards liking men who are taller than them. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's probably the average, but I don't think to say that there is um, the the majority of women will only date guys that are over six foot tall. If we're saying that that's like the cutoff for like when men start to become tall, well, I, I yeah, don't think no, that that's... absolutely like someone like if there's um, you know if there's a lady that's six foot tall, more than likely they're going to date someone who's six seven, at, you know, a male that's six seven or whatever. Right. And I, I, I think that just goes back to just kind of the general overgeneralizing, going back to those kind of natural human instincts where that, you know, kind of men need to be taller, kind of protector, just kind of overgeneralizing yeah, and, and, and going more to the, you know, more of to the uh, origination of human beings. Yeah. Like dating back to like, like, caveman arrow yeah like, like you know typically all, the taller and the stronger right, it's all, able to provide support all, and stuff like, like that yeah in, in like a nutshell it's all proportional right okay so yeah to, to answer this bonus uh bonus question for the week no i i don't think that women just generally tend to like uh tall guys but i think that they uh do tend to lean more towards liking guys that are taller than them. yeah exactly so yeah, I, I, I think that that's a, a good place to end on that one. And with that, hey, we'd like to thank everyone that's given us a ton of support over the last month on this. It, it is still pretty new, and we're working out some kinks, and it's been a super fun ride so far. Uh, I also got to give a, a big old shout-out to my big brother, Seth, hey. who was kind enough to grace us for an hour with his um, almost ancient style of wisdom. And that it's he's only seven him. years. <laughs> like the great mighty oak Seth has been around for just eons growing and and gracing everyone that he encounters with his in-depth wisdom and hot takes on stuff and I super appreciate it um also shout out to Tanner you know I I couldn't do this without him he's in here every week and always helping out and I think we were having a blast doing it uh another set of people I'd like to give a shout out to is All My Friends Hate Me for the use of the song Stay Up off the album Metal Butterflies. Uh, you can, like always, check them out on Spotify. And while you're there, be sure to check out our back catalog of stuff on Spotify. You can also check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Midbest Midworst. And um, yeah, Tanner, you got any insight? Um, 
Not a whole lot. Just again, appreciate Seth being here. This is really fun. Um, had a blast doing with you, Shane. And so, um, would really like to reiterate. Um, people really like give, give us your hot takes when you see us posting on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. If you find a question that kind of tantalizes you, what's your take on it? Give us your take. Let's hear your thoughts. And then go ahead and send us an email real quick um, on maybe a question that you have. Again, on mbmwshow at gmail.com. And send us your questions. And we're more than happy to give a hot take. We're probably going to make fun of the question. But but it's all fun and it's all a good time. So just um, feel free to kind of start getting into this with us. Yep. And uh, if anyone has any, like, good documentation, just real quick, that could maybe pass along to Seth on the hatefulness and rudeness of spiders and what they do to really tear down our society (laughs) and us as a people, uh, go ahead and send it to me. I'll be sure to pass that along to him so we can get him on the right side of history. So, uh, Tanner, you want to lead us out? Yeah, and again, I've been Tanner. I'm your mid-best. And I'm Shane. I'm your mid-worst. And as sure as Jesus wears sandals, we'll see you next week. Mm